Hello and welcome to the Pinecast. Joining me today is Joseph. You can follow him on Twitter at I Hate Your Club. And we are here with wonderful holiday tidings for you. So Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Festivus, Kwanzaa, whatever else there is. I say Christmas, so that's what I, I celebrate. So you all know what I mean. There you go. If yeah. you were in front of me and you were Jewish, I'd say Happy Hanukkah. But if you're not in front of me, what can I do? Right. No, that works. So Merry Christmas from an atheist. So. Right. <laughs> From a guy who's not that religious, but yeah, you know. right. but I've always celebrated Christmas, so right. Call, call me a Judas if you want. Yeah. Just don't call me RVP <laughs> or Sask. Right. But look, things are good. Things are really good. It is quite festive. It's been there's, good, good tidings across the board. There's cheer being spread around. There's all sorts of fun stuff going on. <laughs> there is a lot of <laughs> cheer being spread. Uh, especially across London and in the hearts and minds of the Arsenal faithful players and fans alike. Yeah, I mean, uh, a good, another big uh, win in a big game where, you know, the the manager and the, the team has been, you know, beaten to death over uh, not being able to beat the big teams for a period of years. And it was rightfully, uh, you know, we were rightfully hit with that stick for a while, but it seems that, you know, we'll be in the big games now. So that's awesome. Yeah. Second, well, actually, let's say what, third consecutive win over, wait, now who do we beat? Never mind. Second consecutive win over City. Correct? Did we, well, I guess it was the last time we played him was last year this time? Yeah. I was seeing Community Shield, but that was the year before, that was the beginning of the year before, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so those two wins. And then to get it again this season, in particular when, look, I've been saying since the beginning, our biggest rival for the title was going to be City. I thought Chelsea would be up there, but it's been, I'm so there's happy no, to be wrong. I'm so happy to be wrong. There's not, honestly, there's, there's no way in hell I thought I'd ever be that wrong. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Like, you keep on waiting. You kept on waiting for the other shoe to drop. It's like, oh, no, they're going to they're gonna figure it out. And nope. Not even close. Did, so. literally just did not want to play for the manager. There's never, you know, just the prime example for when that can happen. Well, you know, when everyone figures out you're a cunt, then, you know, that's that's what happens. Well, when you try to blame the medical staff and the referees and the FA and everybody except the owner, the players. I mean, he he tried, he draw, he, oh, the ball boys. He went over the ball boys, like, again, you know, I mean, he, he did everything he could to try to get, the whole us versus them to get his players on back on his side. And it just did not work. Nope. It got worse and worse. Your shit gets tired, Jose. I'm sorry, man. Hopefully you can apply your trade maybe in Manchester. That would be great. Uh, yeah. You know, it's, it's weird that the media and the, even the fans are so, I mean, I guess I get it right. Cause he's going to get you a title. He'll probably get him a title in the three years that he would be at United. Maybe, but, that would be it, and then they'd be blown up again. But, but look, honestly, he's come into much stronger teams than United in terms oh, of yeah, the, that's the a personnel. Team. So that that's a that's a tough issue because you you have so much overhaul and how much money have they dumped in lately, right? Two hundred fifty million in the summer or something crazy like that, or right. in the last year, right? Since Van Gaal came in, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, but to be fair, that that squad was. I don't know. I still don't know how Fergie won with that. Well, I do know how he won. It was one player, but the rest of that squad was squad was total crap that year. So yeah, 
you know, and Moyes didn't add much. They got what Mata in that time, and that was it. Yeah, you could say he didn't really get the fair shake of things there. But, but to uh, be pushing out Van Gaal is is really crazy. I just think it's so short sighted of the fans there to do that. But hopefully, do it and they'll get rid of another good, decent coach. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know that you know Van Gaal is is without a doubt an accomplished manager. But I mean, I don't know that his tactics really are that that viable. With I, I, I feel like he's out of touch. Well, and, I and just, that's something that's it's a risk with these old managers. I, I think it really is a risk because the game modernizes, and I don't think they really well. I guess necessarily some, right? go with it so well. Some don't. I mean, how old is he? He's in his late sixties, right? Uh, yeah. We could, so he's the same age as Wenger, who also has his problems with being a fucking old codger. Well. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just think I just think it's a, a you know there was a there was a plan. There's a there was a succession plan that they had you know going into it that this was going to be his second of his third year and he's going to leave him in a much better place. Sixty four. Well, I guess he's not that old. I yeah. Mean, all all things considered, yeah. I mean, he's not. What, what was Sir Alex New retired? Seventy two or something like that. Yeah, something crazy. Uh, but you know, I just think that I just think it's I think it's a bad decision. But I'm I'm watching and hoping that they do it because I think it'll be the wrong move. So I'm all for that. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't doesn't seem like it's the right way to move for them. And but I don't think you know everyone I speak to, all the United fans of whom I know, um, don't particularly seem too thrilled of the idea of of bringing in Jose Mourinho to replace him. You know. The last time that, that they had this vacancy, Mourinho was available and it was a job he wanted and they didn't want him then. And it doesn't seem like his stock's risen at any point since then. So, you know, it, it's it's tough to say that he would warrant that job, even though, I'm, I'm you know, he has the pedigree, but he also has a reputation of being a fucking asshole. Well, I guess you got the agent at work there too, though. So there's other things that... Right, Mendes. You know, happen. Yeah, he's, he's been... Oh, Mendes has been great for United, right? Falcao... Oh, yeah. D Maria, those those worked fucking swimmingly. And Word, Woodward still got him right there, you know. Yeah, well, consulting, so that'd be good. And it looks like Woodward is just a fucking tool. So long may his tenure last at Manchester United. Yeah, it's. Uh, He's been their best signing for us. <laughs> I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, it seems silly when you're out on the outside watching what they're what they're doing and the mistakes they're they they're making, but uh, just long may it continue. Indeed, indeed. So what do you think the answer is at Chelsea? I mean, so Chelsea are now hitting is in? You know, I, I, I think I messaged you the, or last night or yesterday or today. Honestly, if they don't make a huge run at Guardiola and if they don't win that sweepstakes, I think that's a huge fail. Because I, I think that's the – that's he's got the style that Roman's wanted the entire time, right? Oh, yeah, of course. And this is their shot to get them. I mean, it's not their last shot, but it is, you know, they're going to be their last shot for three more years, you know. Right. Um, and I think it's a huge failure if they can't convince them to go there. And I think that would be just the worst thing ever for me <laughs> for him to go there. Well, but here, here's the thing. I, I feel like the there's one other uh, relatively natural replacement for me at Chelsea, and that would be bringing in, like, Diego Simeone. Which, you know, it's a little different. It's not not quite the same marquee name. But, you know, there's players that have come, that have, you know, some of these players have worked with him before. They respect his work ethic. You know, I think some of what he brings would make sense for them. 
you know, if we're talking about for after the season. So I could see that being a move. You're right. It's nowhere near as glory. It's not nowhere near the glory of having a, a, a Pep Guardiola, but he can only go to one team. There's a story of him, you know, maybe coming to Arsenal. I just don't think there's any way that Arsenal's going to have to have uh, gone through the 10 years of scraping together cash and having to make top fours and then finally get to a point where he can compete and he's going to walk away. There's just no way. Yeah, it seems unless he actually has to or gets forced out, which doesn't seem to be even a possibility no, if he yeah. does poorly. Um, yeah. But thankfully, we're doing well and we're looking, we're looking good at the moment. So, I mean, don't you think – I mean – Fenger's been around for 20 years. Don't you think at this point, I mean, that guy had to put up with all the shit for 10 years. Don't you think that finally given the chance and to challenge himself against Guardiola and whoever else they're going to bring in to these other clubs, he's going to see that as a huge challenge that he thinks he can win. He's yeah, not going to, and I hope know, he that's does. the time he wants to, he wants to reinforce. He doesn't, he's not going to shy away from that now. Absolutely. No, I, and you're right. I mean, look, he's a, he's a completely competitive guy, and the the thing that the thing that kind of scares me is what he says, as opposed to Fergie. Right? Fergie talks about you know having his uh, his drinking and his horses to to tend to in his in his retirement, but you know having his other passions. Whereas Arson says he has nothing else other than football. Football is his life, yeah. so he doesn't see what he would do in life if he didn't have this to do on a daily basis. Right, and all he has is a side chick now. He doesn't even have a you know a wife, so he's got plenty of time. Well, I mean, he could take that side piece wherever he wants, man. Go. Well, do I'm some just, that's what I'm man. saying. It just it comes along with him. He doesn't have to you know tend right. to somebody's needs and stuff other than his own. Right. Well, I mean, it's an interesting conundrum for him and also for the club because this is a guy who you know we've looked at who you know let's just say the the potential replacements that we've looked at over the past couple of years the biggest names bandied around have now gone to multiple will be going to multiple rivals one has already gone to liverpool who is a lot of people's choice <laughs> we could talk about them later uh and the other one is likely to go to another one of our direct rivals whether that be chelsea city or even united so it's an interesting situation i mean they're they're in quite the there's quite a conundrum and then like well what the fuck do we do when it comes around to it but you know thankfully it's a question we don't have to address at the moment. Arson's not going anywhere. Right. He's not going anywhere for sure for a year and a half. And uh, we we probably, unless things go off the rails, I would expect that to be extended. Oh, man. <laughs> it just, I, I'm not sure that I'm ready to accept that one, but I, I do see that probably being the case. Yeah. I mean, but if we're winning, then you will say, hey, well, let's just keep it going. You know, it all depends right. well, on results. Win the league this year, and and then we'll be we'll be happy. We'll talk. We'll talk exactly. later. <laughs> exactly. Win this season, and we can start talking about your extension. So we can go. Fair there. enough. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the top of the Premier League because we have a, a few interesting stories. We have teams like Leicester who are still at the top. Arsenal only two points back, but what a fucking story! You know that that team has quite overperformed. You know they're quite the the big story of the early season, but. No one's really backing them to finish the top of the at top of the league at the end of the season, and that's you know, and it makes sense. I mean, in terms of depth and what they have, it it doesn't seem like it's feasible that they can maintain. But uh, but it's a great story nonetheless. Do you think, Joseph, that, that they can still stay at least in the top four? Yeah, just because of all the uncertainty at the other clubs uh, in the top four, 
You know, I mean, what the top four is right now? What uh, Leicester, us, City, and Spurs, right? Right. Spurs usually hit a rough patch. You know, you know, United's in the midst of their rough patch. <laughs> you know, so but I think they can they can do it, just like we could win. You know, and people people question. We still get this every season, right? Because we haven't won in ten years, so we're going to have face those questions on whether we can win the title. Um, people will say we can, but we don't think they will. And I think it's the same thing with Leicester. And I, I think that's reasonable. You know, it's reasonable to say, yeah, sure they can, but we don't think they will. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think it's a fair assessment. You know, that, that team is, is, is built on a lot of unity and these guys playing really hard and playing well together, but is it sustainable? I I don't think so. Yeah. And then the, another question is, I mean, will they be able to hold on to all their players till the end of the season? I mean, do you think do you think that Ranieri entertains any offers for, say, Mares or Vardy? No, I don't think so. I mean, well, I should, I should, there's always a number, right? There's going to always be a number, but are, you know, are people going to throw thirty million pounds at Vardy or something? Because I think that's where it would have to be, right? It would have to be. Yeah, but, crazy but, money. But how how old is he? He's like twenty nine. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. I agree. It's crazy money for a guy who's basically been doing it for a year. You know, in the in the top level. And, you know, they talk about like you said something about a, a rumor of uh, Vardy potentially going to Chelsea. Like, well, but does it make sense for for Chelsea to sign him? Does it make sense for Vardy? I mean, he is very likely going to be a guy who's gone from never having a call up to potentially being. He could be the starting center forward for England at the Euros from playing at Leicester this season. Right. There's zero reason for him to move right now with that hanging out there, right? If he, he can keep playing week in and week out, and if even if his goals ratio goes down to half of what he's done for the first part of the season, it's still a pretty damn good solid year. Yeah, he's going to score over 20 goals. I mean, that's, right. that's fantastic. That's an England place because you know – they might take Rooney, but shit, Rooney. I mean, the other options. I mean, <laughs> I mean, who who was their main center forward before? You know, in the past year. Oh, Welbeck. Well, he hasn't played in a fucking year, nearly. He's, yeah, Sturridge. Well, he right. can't be fit. So, yeah, Theo, Theo through the middle. Theo through the middle is an Eng- option. England's number nine. It's number good, seven. You know, sorry. If, if if you know, I don't know. Reasonably, it, it could be Vardy and Kane and Theo that get taken. Right. Do you? I mean, do you think they could actually leave Rooney out? I would love to see that shit. I think that you could. I don't think Roy has the balls for that one. Well, I really don't. They, well, he should because what does he have to lose? Because he's not gonna he's not gonna have that job after the Euros anyway. Right. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if you don't think if he doesn't make it into your starting eleven. I mean, I guess having Rooney makes sense, but then you think it does. But you only go. We say that because of what his past but certainly not for the last year and a half right remember those days when wayne rooney was supposedly better than cristiano ronaldo that was a long fucking time ago he was scary good he was i mean he he was was so dangerous and now it's all it's all a thing of the past it's fantastic and they only have like another three years left on his like five hundred thousand dollar a week contract right Oh God, he is on something like 300k a week or something, isn't he? Something, something insane, crazy. something yeah. insane, crazy money. He's 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 chilling. He's 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 coasting now. He's just like what my my legacy is secure. 
you know, maybe. I won, I won lots of stuff. What do you want from me? Right. Right. No, he's set. That's it. Wayne's coasting. Yeah, and United, it looked like, I mean, they need a lot of shuffling to, to really make their way back into the uh, the major stage. So just give, give me your updated predictions. And if we do, I'm going to go my updated top four predictions for the rest of the season. I'm going to go Arsenal, City, It's tough. <laughs> uh, Tottenham, Leicester. I'm going similar. Uh, Arsenal, City, Tottenham, United. Mm. United will still have to go through qualification. Yeah, this is the first time I haven't picked United to make the top four, but I don't know. And like, there's, there's been good. There's been good progress. Well, people, you know, the, with with reason, people are backing Spurs to make top four because they have such a young team and a young core. They actually look like they might stick around. So yeah, and we'll update this again. I mean, I'm just going. I mean, I, yeah. I'm just giving them their due. They've been consistent. They're they're not great, but they're they're what they what they're good at doing. He's getting them to do. You know, they're young, quick team with a lot of energy, and um, I mean, I think they're gonna. They're going to have some, you know, they're going to backslide a little bit here and there, but everybody else is too. So I just think that they'll probably make a top four this year. So let's talk a little bit, a little bit about this match against Manchester City. Um, you know, we saw a lot of, of what we had initially seen in this, in the same match in January of this year or earlier this year when we faced City at the Etihad. Um, Arsenal came out and played a bit to start and then got, you know, put under a bit of pressure and learned how to, uh, ride that pressure and be clinical in their chances. How often do you say Arsenal scored with their first shot? You know, that's something usually held for only our opponents. Our opposition, yeah. That's usually our opposition. We, we, you know, we, we, we were clinical when we needed to be, and it's a good thing we weren't uh, dependent on uh, having to be clinical in the second half. It would have made it a lot easier if we would have been, but... Sure. But, uh, I mean, heck, I mean, I've watched both of those goals a few times, and they're great. They're fantastic. Well taken. I mean, as much as I love Theo's, and I do, I really enjoyed that ball, uh, Giroud's ball, going through Joe Hart's legs. Yeah, I mean, that, that was beautiful. <laughs> hit it with such power, and I mean, I'm yeah. happy for both of them. But but it was, a, it was an exciting match, man. Yeah, great goals. Like you said, I mean, look, the technique on Theo's goal was great. It's been interesting to see. You know, some people are saying this is a new thing that Arsene likes, this inverted winger thing. But like, well, that's where Alexis has been playing the whole time we've had him. So it's not, it's not that new of a, of a concept, I guess. You know, but we've seen, you know, Joel, Joel Campbell of all people being switched over to the right hand side. Now we have both. We have two inverted wingers. Which, I mean, I, I think it makes enough sense in our system because of how much our, our fullbacks overlap. So if we're going to get those crosses, you can get the, the natural width from the fullbacks. Right, so, and since, since their natural tendency is going to be coming in on that left or right foot, they're going to open up more space, which, which is probably good, especially because I think we've seen um, Theo on the right maybe the match before, and, and uh, uh, I'd seen uh, Bellerin look not too comfortable on where he should go with the ball. Right, you know he he, he still ha- he had, 
he's still not great on attack right now, which is fine because we don't we, we don't we shouldn't necessarily need him too much in attack. He seems uh, to have lost a little bit of confidence that he had uh, last see, season. It seems like he's getting a little bit of that swagger back, though. Yeah, no, I think he's working his way back in, and and we haven't needed him to you know come through. So, but I just see him be a little unsure with the ball when he's bringing it um, into the attacking positions. But you know what we saw from the team from top to bottom was excellent commitment. You know, great work rate. You know, those are a few of those things. You know, we saw more of that from Theo than what we're used to. So that's always great to see. Um, Joel Campbell continuing his his absolute, you know, busting his ass all over the pitch, and really, really, really give putting in a good shift and, and hustling back and making sure he wasn't leaving us undermanned on on that flank. Uh, and it was a great team performance and great effort from people all across the pitch. Who was your, I mean, who was who was your standout player? I mean, I know who the man of the match was, but yeah, who, who it's hard to, to get past Ozil. But um, uh, you know, I'll probably just give it to Flamini for being able to be controlled overall. You know, yeah, he looked pretty dog ass tired at the end. Um, right, right. But you know, I thought he stayed in positions that we needed him to, and he was really disciplined this, this match. And I thought, so for that, I'll, I'll, he stands out for me. That's fair. That's very fair. And, you know, I think he did a lot in terms of helping to cover positionally, you know, Ramsey was still his, his normal lung bursting run sort of self running all over the place, sometimes more than necessary. You know, it's, it's kind of funny, you know, we have, you know, in the States we have Lee Dixon on commentary and he's a little look. Lee, Lee's a good guy, and I I respect his punditry in general. I think he has a little too much of this like old notion, like it has to be played the way he did. You know, like oh, you can't go forward with a two goal yeah, lead, and it's I like know. All right, it gets it gets a little tired. It gets a little tired, and you get you know, and then he's giving him shit for for making the run forward, and it's like well, if he scores, then no one says shit, right? I mean, right. that's the thing. If he if he had finished the two chances he had in front of goal, then you just you know. Lot his efforts, right? Well, and then, and then he was shitting on the team for conceding the goal, and I was like, "Well, what did you want them to do on that goal specifically?" When Yaya first timed this this ball, and you know, with this side foot crazy technique, just into the perfect corner, like that's just a goal that there isn't really much you can do. I mean, yeah, so, could someone have been in front of him? Yes, but it's you're asking a lot. You're asking yeah, a lot, and you it's know, like, oh, I mean, they didn't hold we it down. Had put- our players had put so much effort up into that point. They were, they looked pretty gassed all over the pitch. We looked pretty gassed. Yep. You know, um, so is that Yaya's technique? Just wait until the other team is tired. And since you've been fucking skating around the pitch for the past 75 minutes, now it almost you know, worked to play. It almost Nearly. worked. It almost did. It almost worked. He had a shot. He had a chance, but you know, I mean, uh, you know, I, <sighs> in these big matches, it, it just, it, it really is just about taking your chances. You know, they miss their chance and then, we you were know, clinical. I mean, on their chance on De Bruyne's chance, right before Theo scored. Right. And, you know, I, I love Theo cause I love him for his faults as much as I love him for his talents. But I mean, he lets De Bruyne go, just watches him go by and stands yeah. right by Monreal as he's, you know, flies off down the wing. So, you know, that's, there's, there's still some, and, and I think from then on, though, I think Theo did a lot better defensively, but he certainly fell asleep at that on that um, sequence. 
Do you uh, do you still consider City our, our main title rivals? Yeah, I think so. I mean, they, just because they're only what three points back, four, four points back. Four. That's yeah, that's at this nothing. point of the, at this point of the year. That's uh, that's nothing. I mean, that's you know a loss, and you expect us to lose a match and draw a match, and you know, I mean, they're they're even, you know, so right. So yeah, I don't th- I don't think that's anything, especially because we still got it. We we still have a lot of big away matches. All of the matches are away are big, right? We have all the normal top teams away. All of them. We have well. Let's just United Spurs, City. Spurs, Spurs away, which is a big game just because it's North London Derby and they happen to be in the top four right now. United away, City away, Chelsea away, Liverpool away, right? Yeah, I think so. We well, have Liverpool all of those. Also, wow. It's we have a tough schedule. Yeah, you know? that's that's stacked up against us a bit. Yeah, so and I believe City City is the next to last match of the season. City away, so yeah. that's that seems like that'll be where. You'd have to say it's probably most likely where the the title gets decided. Yeah, I hope not. But yeah, we've got a lot <laughs> of big matches away. So hopefully some of them. I know we have Liverpool in January. I think that's our first kind of, you know, bigger right. away match. Yeah, we had them early in the season. Yeah. And 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 we we law we didn't have either of our center backs and then they looked really good except they couldn't do shit they couldn't score so oh, man frustrating times but moving forward i mean look we there will be some tough matches absolutely and like you said most of them i mean look we already did get thankfully it's funny now you look at it but you look back at it now and winning at leicester earlier in the season is one of our other best results yeah it really is go figure right yeah, it was just as an at the time it was just like yeah they should have beat Leicester, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even well, I you know, thought, even, well, yeah. even I thought of that, right? Right. The thing was, yeah, Leicester were in good form, but it was like you know you're inside the first ten matches. It's just kind of like well you know whatever. It's still fucking Leicester. Like they should have gone down last season, right? Mm-hmm. And they they pulled off the great escape. So funny to see that, but hey, works for them. And works for us now because we have we have that great we have that great one in the bag and we should be able to handle that at home later on the season. So, what do you think of Klopp at at Liverpool and what what's going on in there? Now, come maybe come back to reality a little bit after their, you know, big result at City. Yeah, I mean, look, it's it's a humbling. I'm glad they got the result that they did because that was big. <laughs> you know, thank you for right. getting the result against City. Uh, but I mean, look, it just brings them back down to earth because it's, it's what we expected. I mean, their, their team is not quite there. They still have a lot of work to do. They got to get in some new players like the, the, the talent, they don't have enough talent to, uh, if, if that, if that squad could overperform for them, they could maybe get fourth. But, but you know, that, that, that point about bringing players in there, but you know, I mean, how, when they spent so much money in the last two summers, that's going to be tough. I mean, they're going to have to fucking pull some more out of thin air. I mean, who knows? Liverpool always seems to be able to find the money one way or another. They, they can borrow it from someone. There's Well, right. I mean, I'm not sure. I'm not, but they have got so many young guys tied to long-term contracts. How did they get rid of them? I mean, that's a big conundrum for Jurgen because they have all these players, like you said, under contract, and he's going to want to change it up a lot. So he's going to have to – there's going to be a lot of ins and outs again at the end of the season, and there will probably be a few coming up here in January. You know, you got to think they're probably going to make – They'll do what they can to make that Subotic move happen because it seems like Subotic would be happy to play for Jurgen and their center back situation is a shambles. 
Speaking of which, Skirtle is now out for six weeks. Ooh, you is know? he? What, what happened to him? Uh, whatever the injury was that he got at the at the, at the weekend is now it's a six week six weeker. And what about uh, the the the, the uh, one that the one that cut the, 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 one mi- that got, the mighty Lovren? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was trying to. I think I was thinking of his he, first he's, name. He's still out for a while, Dejan, right? Yeah, and then uh, did. Uh, I mean, Colo's going to be playing now pretty soon, right? That's. Oh, I think he might be. There's not many be. other options, and those legs have been shot for a long time. So, it was nice to see uh, Henderson kind of be humbled during the weekend. I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed that a lot. Yeah, I can I can always enjoy that Jordan Henderson man. Who would have thought? Although those guys that we were making fun of back then, of Henderson, uh, Dick Nose, and the other one, that Dick Nose would be the best midfielder of the three. <laughs> I mean, Henderson's not bad. He's perfect for the their level. Right. I think he's good fit for their level, but yeah, the current level. Bit... They, he he is he's Europa League. Yeah, he's Europa League, straight up. But they're getting a little crazy about how good they were, you know, claiming he was. Well, I mean, look, yeah, he's the next Gerard. Sure, go ahead, give him the captaincy. Great, <laughs> <laughs> fucking rebel in mediocrity. You know, like you you just signed James Milner. Like, <laughs> whoopty fucking do. So they they can enjoy that, but let, let's talk a little bit. Let's move on from them. Let's talk about our speaking of transfer plans. <laughs> Arsenal in January. What are we gonna think about, but then end up ultimately not doing in January? Uh, I think we're buying a winger. A winger. Yeah, I think we're buying one. Right. Uh, that's and pretty think, big. And I think we're gonna get a defensive midfielder, but it won't be like a specialist because we don't really do that. We, 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 one made himself into one, but it doesn't seem we go out and buy one, but I expect a central midfielder. I don't know if it's going to be a loan because I don't know if they can get their, you know, if they can buy their long-term want or not in the middle of the year, but that's kind of what I think. That's all I think is going to happen. I, 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 I think you can get around it. <laughs> I, I'm not too sold on the winger happening, but I, I'm intrigued as to what's making you think that. Because because he loves an attacking player, and when does he not? I mean, just because when are our attacking players coming back? Welbeck's never coming back. <laughs> Shit. I mean, if he comes back, he's saying February, right? right? Right. So we're talking match fit three, four weeks out. That means if he can get matches. Yeah, it's gonna know. be tough. You know. Well, so, so then, so then, who do you who do you bring in? Right, I mean, so winger, some I guy mean, who's fit. <laughs> Because you don't need him to be, you don't need him. You know, it's but you it's want different. you want you want someone who's like a game changer. You know, we we did we have signed some game changers in that position in January's before. The first two that come to mind are Maitokayo, one Jose Antonio Reyes. Uh, we did the Arshavin in the in the depths of our depravity of of our worst time as a club, basically in recent history. Did pull out the Arshavin card when we desperately needed a defender. Um, <laughs> You know, like I, I don't, but I mean, you know, you're not going to well, say that's, the reason why I say winger is because we don't necessarily need someone on the wing. Right. So I think it's the perfect time that I think that's going to happen when we, could, like, when we could use it, when we could use the center forward more, but we're going to sign another winger instead. That would make all the sense. I, that's what I think. I honestly think that's what we're going to do. I mean, and you know I, who I, I'd I, want to, right? Who would you want? There's a couple guys. They have similar haircuts. One that guy's not leaving, isn't that guy injured? Which one, Royce? Uh, no, he's he's fit. Oh, okay, 
He's Isn't he enough. injured like every other week though? Yeah, just about. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right? Arsenal DNA. Perfect. Yeah, I mean he's he'll be right in the rotation. And uh Antoine Griezmann who Oh, you know I'd love that. Yes. We've been oh man. But I d I don't see that one happening. No. Don't see it happening, at least not until the summer. He could make a move, but that probably won't be to us either, because Chelsea will probably play forty forty, fifty million for him. So Yeah, he'll they'll, they'll hit that release clause with no problem. Yep. Undoubtedly. Well, look, I'd love for it to be Royce if we're gonna, if we're going to sign someone out that way, but and that would be a real statement signing. But it's just it's really tough seeing that that happening to them. You know, here's the great thing: he'd be eligible for Champions League too because they played in Europa League this year. That would be awesome. Yeah, let's make that let's make that wish come true, Santa. Come on, so, Santa. <laughs> but but so, so what about the defensive midfielder? I mean, there's a few names that have been thrown about. I, I don't think it's going to be anybody we've heard their name. Really? No. There's there's that Neves kid in Portugal who looks pretty good. And he does look pretty tidy from the YouTube compilations. Okay. I mean, honestly, I, I, you know, and, but that guy, I mean, what, where does he play? What club is he at? Uh, is it sporting or Porto or at least at Porto? Okay. So a big enough club. I mean, I, I just, I just don't think it's going to be, I think it's going to be some solid person. He's, they've had their eye on, but weren't rushing into buying until the summer and they're going to try to make it happen six months early. Well, look, the one that I see in that sort of sense would be doing the, uh, you know, the Lars Bender thing, you know, from Leverkusen. Yeah. Like, that one makes a lot of sense. He's in his They mid, don't seem to go 20s. back, though, do they? They seem to, you know, when was the last time that we were linked, 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 and then two years later finally went and bought him? I don't, I can't remember. I don't know, but I mean, he's the kind of guy that's ready-made, you know. He's a World Cup winner. He's a, he's a solid player. He, he delivers consistently. He's a versatile player. He doesn't need to. He doesn't need to only perform as solely a holding midfielder. You know, he's got box to box in him if you need it. it. It would make a lot of sense. It would make a lot of sense. But it would make a sense. But would it make sense from the club, his club side, to sell him now? I mean, well, they've spoken about it and they've said, you know, there's there's only so much they can do. That some players, you know, they have a they have a price. And yeah, well, like let's said, hope that happens. Let's hope. I mean, I don't. I don't. I have no feeling on Bender either way. If he's the guy, then get him. You know, yeah. I, I, just I, get I think I think that you know we have our, we have our German core. I think it fits for a lot of reasons, and it would make a lot of sense. But there's also you know there's the idea of the uh, Adrian Rabio from PSG, who's a, who's quite a tidy midfielder, but he seems to have a bit of a diva about himself. But um, you know, no, I guess what, they said PSG said they weren't letting him go, so I don't know. Well, I, yeah, they don't want to let him go, so maybe it would be one of those loan deals, which could even work work out for all parties, you know. So if that could happen, I'd be open to it because you know we could see where it goes. But yeah, they don't want to, they don't want to let him go. You know, he's one of their few homegrown players. Right. You know, came up through their academy. They don't want to let you know one of the most talented young French midfielders go. So I get it, but you know, if the players want to be there, then. We'll see. So, I mean, there's a lot to look forward to, and I'm sure a million new fucking rumors will begin over the course of the next week or two because silly season is nearly we're really, upon us. We're really here, aren't we? We're really we're fucking, a week, we're a week away. away. We're one week That's away from this awesome. shit. But how about it, Arson? Sign the player early. What a fucking concept that would be to sign a player. Imagine you woke up on New Year's and it's like, Arson will sign a player. Well, you, you imagine the players thinking, shit, they got us reinforcements. Yeah, I mean that could have a knock-on effect even for the fucking match on the on New Year's Day, you know. The number of matches we have coming up is crazy. <laughs> I know it's every year, but this year we're we're so thin. Right. 
But I mean, that's why it's so important that, I mean, I think the one, the one that matters is the midfield signing. It has to be someone who can step in and deputize basically immediately, you know, acclimate over the course of like a week or two and be ready to go and be up to, up to par to at least do what Flamini does. So it's asking a lot. It's asking a lot. It's but, asking a hell of a lot. Yeah, but I mean, that's, but if we're talking about some of these guys, if you're talking about a Rabio who plays for PSG, you know, so be it. If you're talking about a Lars Bender who plays in the Champions League for Leverkusen, is used to playing as BVB and, and Bayern Munich and all that, you know, won a World Cup. That, that is of the level of what you're hoping to achieve and accomplish in terms of signing an established player to give you the boost you need to move on. But we have Chambers, so do we really need anybody? Oh yeah, Chambers. He looks. Chambers. He looks. He looks Chambers like going to start on the twenty eighth. On the twenty. What, what, what do we play? The twenty sixth and the twenty eighth or twenty ninth. Something like that. The, yeah, he's the, gonna. He's got to play that match against Bournemouth. Yeah, you saw how much. You saw how much uh, Flamini was stretching during that match. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's, he's. No way. Yeah, maybe the Bournemouth playing. match. Certainly likely. I don't. And who's who's going to be with him? Because Ramsey looked dog tired too. Yeah, I mean, thankfully we are going through these couple periods where they're ha- they're having a bit of time between the matches, so um, you know there will be a little time of rest right now. But who can say what he's going to have come <laughs> come after after Boxing Day? So as it's the holiday season and we're getting ready for Christmas, I figured we'd do a festive segment. Um, let's go, let's go, let's break out our naughty and nice lists. Sounds good. Uh, I'm going to start with the first name on my naughty list. And, well, <laughs> there's so many that this could go to. But, I mean, I guess you could put FIFA as a whole. Um, but I'm going to go with uh, with Michel Platini, who was trying to evade The chosen his, one, right? The chosen one, who thought he was untouchable, trying to appeal his bands and all that, finding any way he could possibly get around his looming hopefully enforced forever ban <laughs> lifetime ban so do you think that bladder just took him down with him because he thought you you think he just like all right well we're going down together <laughs> i'm sure there's a certain bit of that because sep seems so fucking arrogant that like he would absolutely do that but i think they they both fully deserve it so oh yeah i i've no doubt about i have so... no doubt that they both deserve everything that's happening everything that's coming to them so what we're gonna they're they're first on the list these fifa bastards um naughty naughty we'll still have yet to see what what they do in terms of what that fucking whole shit show of, of that world cup in Qatar is supposed to be but oh, God. i know it's it's such a mess such just, a mess just bring it to the u.s but, but you're you're getting coal <laughs> yeah, but the fuck the fucking u.s is is just as guilty look at all the Concacaf people that have been indicted and shit so they're all they're all steaming piles of shit give it to cuba I although, I, I, although I, I love it though i love it because the usa entirely this would have never gone down if the usa had won that bid you know i i 100 believe that because well, right it's like because oh wait was... wait hold on now let's look this up yeah but right it kind more, of all more, started when more power to you what's the name of that attorney the woman who took him oh, took him all i down? remember she's a, she should be on the nice list she well once we look up her name <laughs> when someone listens and looks up her name and you can tweet us and let us know her name please i god i can see your picture of her face from my twitter feed god i'm such an asshole for getting this well so that's the first one on my naughty list now let's go to yours who is on your naughty list Joseph? Oh, 
I, I'm going to throw um, the uh, the snakes at Chelsea out on the naughty list, right? It's naughty. They're naughty in football, but I, I've enjoyed their work. So it's ah. kind of a it's kind of a but you know Sesk and Hazard and and maybe Costa or whoever sure. is behind the scenes and getting the mutiny going on over at Chelsea. They're on the naughty list. I love but, it, but I kind of like them yeah. for the doing so. And I, I'm going to keep that theme kind of going, but it's 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 another slight tweak. It's going to be uh, Eva Carneros for also continuing a bit of that, and then I have naughty thoughts about her. So somehow that that ties into the naughty list. Did you see the uh, the picture of uh, Chelsea last season, and it has her bent over attending to a player and her butt, and then it has. Chelsea this season, and it has whoever their trainer is now bending over, and some the, right, some the, man with no butt. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what you get. That's what you get. Really yeah, good. you know, I guess still staying with the theme, you got to throw Mourinho on the on the list, right? I mean, I'm. Yeah, I, you have to. He's probably. I mean, as bad as Bladder. Well, Bladder's pretty bad. Bad, yeah. They're yeah, different, different kind of bad. I don't think he's a horrible human being. I think he has emotional issues. Right. I think he has serious issues. Who, who he likes chaos. Yes, he does. That's why he creates it for himself. He gets he 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 creates chaos and he brings people together. And he can't stand when people are together, so he starts tearing them apart. And that's why he can't last more than two and a half years. Yeah, and that's and that's what he gets. I'm gonna throw a new name onto that list. I'm gonna go with Cristiano Ronaldo, who, after, you know, winning the the goal, you know, winning the Player of the Year, the Ballon d'Or this past season, went on to not score any goals for a while. You know, had a you know made a movie about himself, of course, and and all that all that said and done, he has relinquished his title of being the best in the world. And now many of us would argue he might even be outside the top three. So. I have no sympathy for you, Cristiano, and I hope you pout and cry because this is the last time you're going to be in the final three of the Ballon d'Or vote. Wow! It's it's, it's we're on, we're in the decline. He's he's over the hill. He's fucking my age, yo. Once you once you go over that thirty, that's it, dog. You're done. I'm calling you washed. Have wow. fun. At, have fun at PSG than the MLS. Uh, that could be the that. Well, he said he would never disgrace himself with coming here. So bullshit. <laughs> PSG and then oh he's going he'll go to Miami Syria no he'll go, he'll go to Miami yeah. I think so we'll see do you have anyone else on your naughty list or should we move over to the nice no I think that's it. I mean I'm sure there's plenty but that's it for me right now all right we'll yeah, see. let's hear it. let's hear your first selection for your nice list uh, nice list I'm gonna put uh, Olivier Giroud on there for for uh, you know losing his place and then quietly taking it back, taking his chances, keeping his head down and, and fighting to, to, you know, shut people up and, and do well for his club. I would feel like more people would want to put them on their naughty list because I think they want to give him a spanking or something. But that's well, that's their own personal you can also not, reward, not my list, not my list. So. You can also reward the guy, you know, for, on the nice list. <laughs> Very true. Very true. Yeah, I'm going to go with another another close-to-home uh, target for the nice list. I'm going to go with Mesut Ozil, 15 league assists. You can't beat it playing in the form of his life, you know, just as good. I mean, I, I don't know that it's better than anything I ever saw him play with Real Madrid, but certainly up there at that same level of his peak 
performance. And it's been great, man. He's been a blessing to this team. He was the first huge marquee signing, and he it's basically gone. Even though it hasn't been perfect, you know, he has he has had the impact we hoped he would in terms of having, you know, setting the bar of what we can do in terms of the influx of players, you know. We have Alexis following right after him the next year, and it was uh, it was a great that he was, you know, was willing to be brave enough to take the uh, take the plunge and be the man, the first big man to come to Arsenal in that in that sort of sense to buck the trend. Yeah, you know what is great about Ozil is that he's proving, uh, Ars- he's proving himself and he's proving Arson right. You know, he wanted to come here because he wanted Arson to make him a better player, and I think he's a better player than he was even when he arrived. He was right. he was already a fantastic player. And I think he's even better now. Yep. Because he's stronger, he's taking a more central role as being where, you know, he was the provider before, but he wasn't the only provider and he wasn't it wasn't always on his shoulders at Madrid. Yeah, and, and you it, can see this is it kind of everything is going through him. Yeah, and it's a it's a beautiful thing to watch. So 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 really you know, stars who want to who are already great and want to get better feel free to come and join the party. Yeah, exactly. Like you want service from the best number 10 in the world. I mean, it, it's really great. And it's one of those things that like I, it's great seeing these things, you know, we haven't, it's been a while since we had it where uh, players from other teams are praising our players as being the best out there, you know? So the, the tweets by other people, you know, even it's just fucking Ross Barkley saying, you know, you know, another, another class, you know, just otherworldly, these things about, about our players, you know, and we get that in regards to specifically to Ozil and to Alexis as it stands right now. And those guys really do make that big of a difference for us. So it's, it's just wonderful to see and to have that, you know, you, I miss that, you know, you miss that from the the days of Henri and Bergkamp and all that. And having these guys are just like, wow, you know, they are the best at what they do. So who's, who's next on your list? Next on my list. Well, I mean, I'm just going to give it for the, Basically, the calendar year performance of uh, Francis Coquelin and and the job that he he did from from January until he got injured. Yes, I think he Lecoq deserves a huge amount of respect for as hard as he's worked to uh, take his shot. Take his shot. Yeah. So I, I hope he he comes back uh, even better. Yep. I can get behind that one. That is a that's a great addition. Um, I'm gonna go with. <laughs> I guess it's pretty easy. When we're picking all of our own players mostly. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with the one you know the sign that I didn't think we really needed, but I'm gonna go with Peter Check. Just adding that stability and calm back there, man. He really, he's really been worth it. Absolutely for the fucking money we paid is out of control. So it's been great to have him in there, a steady pair of hands and a steady head who. Is not going to uh, get caught in the in the, uh, in the shower smoking. It's so, been a decade since we've had this sure of hands. Well, on that subject, speaking about our smoking gun, we're coming up on nearly the anniversary of the match, and we're uh, against Southampton, in which Wojciech Chesney decided to go have a smoke in the showers. Um, it's a fixture that's given us a lot of trouble. We face this weekend on Boxing Day Southampton away, but. Things are slightly different. Uh, Southampton have not been in the same kind of form they were last season. Um, had a few bad results. They just lost to Tottenham. Uh, what say you about about this weekend? How are you feeling going into that Southampton match? I mean, I feel I can't feel as good as you can be going into a match. They're uh, they're not playing well, but they're still a, 
I mean, they're still a good. They still have a good team. I, I'm not exactly sure what the problem is down there. You know, I, I don't know if they're just not uh, as closely knit as they were last year. You know, or or what? But uh, I mean, I'm confident in getting three points. I don't think it's going to be easy, and I don't think it's going to be you know a four nil winning. I think, you know, I think we're going to get a similar two one result if we get all three points. All right, so you know how we do it here on the podcast. Give me, is that your two, two ones, your prediction? Who are the goal two, scorers? Uh, I'm going to say uh, Campbell and Ramsey. Mm, I'm not going to stray too far from that. I'm going to go. I'm going to go two nil, two nil with uh, Ramsey and Theo. The, the the golf buddies get in on it, the act together. That's pretty good, and then uh, Peter Check can get his, uh, you know, alone record, and yep. we can check that off the list. Absolutely. So yeah, I'm thinking, I'm thinking that that's that's where we're looking. Who's our our next match after that? That's Bournemouth. I think it's Bournemouth at home. I think we're not likely to get a podcast or a pintcast in between those two matches. We'll probably have something after the Bournemouth match. Um, we're facing Bournemouth at home, which feels like it could be a trap game, considering we'll probably have to rotate a lot of players. Yeah. Um, we're going to squeak that one out. I, I kind of think, so I have this feeling that we might do one of those things where we play one of Olivier or Theo on, on the 26th, as opposed to both of them right Mm -hmm. now, you know, like there's gonna be some sort of rotation in that because, you know, you, you might give each one of them a shot at center forward, you know, by themselves. I don't know if that, if you do that for the, the this match against Southampton or what, because you're gonna have to do there's gonna be a good amount of rotation. So if if Campbell starts the match on the 26th, I expect Oxley Chamberlain to start on the 28th. You know, and maybe if Olivier's up front, then you put Theo up front for the other match. So there's gonna be some sort of jumbling around. And like you said, who the fuck plays in midfield? You know, is Chambers yeah. gonna start? So that's a uh, you know, are we gonna be going with completely swapping out the fullbacks or Monreal and and Bayern gonna t- get at rest? I mean. You got to think that Debushi plays one of those matches, so you got to think it's Barnmouth at home, right? Just because you you do you do it kind of has to be right. Yeah, I mean, and you got to put your best foot forward first. You know, you don't rotate before playing the next game. So, especially when when you rate the two, but look, Barnmouth have been playing good football. They've got a good good young manager, and they and they come out and play. But that's usually a death sentence against Arsenal. They're not the type of team who's going to come out and and do a Stoke on us, do a Tony Pulis West Brom. Yeah, but I'm 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 worried about that match just because of the quick turnaround and our lack of depth right now. I mean, but the thing is that you know they also have to play a match two days before, so that's something we've taken into account. I mean, who the fuck are they going to have to play? Yeah, very good point. So, stuff. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with a three-one home win. Oh wow, I'm going with one-nil. I'm gonna go three-one. Goal scored by Oxlade Chamberlain. What? <laughs> well, let's go crazy all across the board. Oxley Chamberlain. I'm going to go uh, Laurent Koscielny. That, that's not even that crazy. And uh, a Mezid Ozil goal. I'll be more crazy. Debushi gets the goal. <laughs> I almost said Gibbs. I almost said Gibbs. And I'm like, that's just fucking, that's just taking the piss. Debushi with a screamer from the top of the box. Okay. Make it happen, Matthew. <laughs> Maybe we'll get some more playing time, homie. 
just know you're not going to the Euros. Hey, and on a quick right, what do you feel on the Debushi thing? You know he wants to leave in January. He wants to leave. We can't let him leave unless we have a long-term replacement. You know, if it's a long-term replacement, then because Jenkinson isn't the long-term replacement. Correct. Uh, so if they, unless they have the long-term replacement ready to go in, in uh, January, then sorry. Sorry about the Euros. I can't care about that. But see, yeah, exactly. And the tough thing is it's like, well – the you know it would the idea would be was that like if you were to sign someone who's a long term replacement you would have a, like a Debushi in place and you would sign the Bayerin right like that's right. kind of how you think it would go but we have this fucking young guy who's the shit like who's gonna come in and be like I'm gonna be better than Hector I mean look I I hope they come in with that mentality but I mean that's a it's a tough ask you know to get someone ready made who can just fit in like that so you, I think we just have to keep him and just be like sorry dude. We we had one. We had one. He we did have. I mean, Sanya was that. He came in. Yeah. And he locked down that position. And you know, I mean, uh, Babu wasn't great or anything, but uh, you know, it right. was his position. Yes, indeed. Well, hopefully something like that can happen. Sorry, Matthew, you're not going to get a transfer for Christmas. So get used to that bench and make the most out of your matches and stop looking like shit. Because I used to think you were good. <laughs> I'm sorry for being so harsh. And Merry Christmas. Yeah, and Merry <laughs> Christmas. And go fuck yourself. No, I'm just kidding. Um, well, anyways, I think we'll, we'll wrap it up there. So thank you so much for coming on, Joseph, as always. It's great to be back on. Pleasure. Sorry sorry for the technical difficulties and the lack of pint cast. We're going to have Resolve to come back with full force in the new year. It's been some technical issues, some scheduling issues. My computer's been down, so maybe I'll have a Christmas miracle and my, my video card will start working again or I'll get a new one. So... Um, we'll get all that done and we'll be back next week, right before the new year's and ready to tackle the end of the end of the year podcast, pint cast for your ass. So Merry Christmas, happy holidays. Thank you all. Follow Joseph on Twitter at I hate your club and we will talk to you soon. Yeah.